How's it going, everybody? Costly Optimistic Podcast. I'm Luke and Joe. Again, here with you. The uh, what's this? Was this the, the ninth episode? Ninth episode. Right, yeah. Yes. Ninth episode of the season. And uh, wow, we we weren't here last week, but um, there is uh, certainly a game to, to talk about. Uh, the Sabers. I wanted to say this. Uh, they opened a can of whoop ass on the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> quite frankly and uh nine goals nine goals for episode nine that's right yeah nine goals for episode nine and the sabers just they can't stop scoring uh we haven't seen this god uh throughout this whole drought in 15 years yeah yeah uh they had the nine goal game against the senators um i think the year of the 10 game streak was it at the start of the year kind of maybe i don't don't remember it's been so long. it was a nine to two game against the senators but I think like middle stat scored, and uh, but I mean this is completely different. Uh, Tage Thompson, I think we talked earlier about. I might have said earlier on one of the earlier episodes like the Tage Thompson game, but I think this is this the is the Tage Thompson. Thompson. Halloween was the previous Tage yes, Thompson game. That's right. That's right. Uh, and just say this out loud, and like tell me if it feels real because I was I was telling this to my brother yesterday. And I was like, this feels like I'm in a dream when I say this. But I said to him, are you aware of what's going on in the Sabres game right now? And I said, we're winning 6 nothing in the first period, and Tage Thompson has four goals. <laughs> and it just, it didn't feel real. It felt like something you'd say in, in, in a, a video dream. game. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels really. like you're, it's the kind of game where you're losing in the third period in NHL, and you jump into the mm-hmm. simulation, and mm-hmm. then you're just like, okay. I'm going to put this on a rookie mode and yeah. win the game because I can't afford to Come lose back. this. Yeah, but it was just, I mean. It was crazy. We know the offense is good, and with how much it's been getting gassed up by people on social media and just everywhere, uh, this was kind of like a, a new level. It's for real <laughs> kind of deal. Um, but just just a wild game. Um, yeah, well, six nothing in the first. Turn, period. You turn the game on, and there's just a, a still like a fight night image mm. of Johnny Goudreau and Tage Thompson for the first ten minutes of the game. Yeah, I finally downloaded the TNT and yes. the TNT app on my TV, and I was able to start watching once it was four nothing. Yeah, yeah. Thompson had two goals at that point. Cousins scored. Darlene two maybe. I don't remember who. The other one Darlene was. did have a goal. Yes, okay, so. uh, he might have had the third goal. Okay, I think. Yeah, and, uh, it, it was a. You said it was like a fight night. It was a uh, first round, uh, first round knockout. Uh, yeah, Johnny, the, uh, Goud- Johnny Goudreau was knocked out by the time mm-hmm. it was four nothing. <laughs> yeah, so just a lot to talk about about this game in general. Uh, I, I was doing the math, and at one point in the third period, I think the Sabers had. A goal every three shots. I think they had 27 shots and nine goals on the third period. So they seem to fix their power play. Yeah, what was Do it? They have the number one power play in the league now. I could br- close uh, to let me it. bring it up on here. They have the most goals in the league. They passed the Dallas Stars, so that's cool. When was the last time we could say that this team was number one in goals? Seriously, I mean, creeping up on. Unless they passed it, but a hundred goals. They have over hundred. They have over goals. the first team to hundred goals this year. We the have tank years. The two tank years, they scored like sub one hundred and fifty goals. Yeah, we we have talked about this team in years where they scored two hundred ten goals yeah. all season, and 
it's a quarter. The season's only a quarter of the way done. They're gonna get that by the All Star game, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're gonna have, I think, a couple of All Stars. Um, Tage playing. Thompson's in the All Star. Tage right? Thompson yes, has secured his spot. I mean, he's on pace for sixty five goals and one hundred and twenty points. Yeah, something insane. Darlene is on pace for hundred points too, which is crazy. What what a jump from him. He was great last year, but he's really just taking it to another level. Everybody has taken a jump. Like, yeah. Dylan Cousins is a legitimate NHL player. He's a legit NHLer. Like, any... He's not just a legitimate NHLer. He's a legitimate, like, second-line, yes. arguably first-line center. He, he looks great. They're, the Sabres, um, they finally have two lines, <laughs> you could say. They do have last. two lines. They have two really yep. good lines. You know who really isn't getting talked about a lot? Jeff Skinner. He's having, yes. I think he's having his best year as a Sabre. Mm-hmm. Maybe as an NHL player, honestly. He's on pace for, what, 90 points? He had like a very quiet four-assist game yesterday. Yeah. Tuck has been great. The, the top line, Cousin, the, the top line of Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner has been great. But the kid line, which was assembled right around the last episode. Yeah. Because we were off last week, because you know you're you're working and I was moving, so pretty busy schedule. So we missed quite a bit. So we're gonna have a lot to touch on in this podcast. But man, Paterka, Quinn, Cousins, the dream kid line—they just offer everything. The and Jack Quinn, like the, the goals are finally starting to come for him. Uh, Cousins, the the per- point production's coming for him. The, I think the biggest knock on Cousins. For his first couple of years in the league was okay. We like we like you, but we need you to start producing. Mm-hmm. And he finally is, which is fantastic. And Paterka, he's been great all year long. Um, no complaints about him. But yeah, the, they have a legitimate top six. That who knows how long Skinner is going to be able to keep up this production. Uh, we're talking like two, three years from now. But mm-hmm. Tuck is a guy who's gonna, he, I think he's got like three, four more years left here. On his contract, Skinner, he's here for long term, anyways, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. Yeah. But these, th- this top six, the forward group, they're here for a long time, all of them. So, and you look down the pipeline, and you still have Coolidge, you have Rosine, uh, Rosine, and Rochester, Savoy. Um, their yeah. first round pick this year. That's right. Their three second round picks this year. All of their Russian prospects: Josh Bloom, Olivier Nadeau. And of course, the goalie uh, Devin Levi. That is so. No, this is the the first time like that since we've been doing this show where I think we can say like this is like not really the twenty nineteen Bills. I mean, like twenty eighteen was promising at the end, but we can say like there's a future here. There is a Whereas, very bright future. Here. Before it was it was Jack Eichel and the band of misfits, a pipe dream. Right, like, well, we have Nick Baptiste and Justin Bailey. They're they're kind of like the picture of the last ten years in terms mm-hmm. of what we had and what we were hoping for, and it's it's, it's so much different from that now. Uh, if you want to compare like the Nick Baptiste and the Justin Bailey, it'd be like if Josh Bloom was no no disrespect to Josh Bloom, mm. but it'd be like if Josh Bloom was one of their marquee prospects. That is so sad. But Tyler the thing Kozak. is. Is Kozak Ty- Tyson Kozak. Tyson yes. Kozak. <laughs> um, it'd be like if Tyson Kozak and Josh Bloom were 
top five prospects for the Sabres, but they're not even in the top ten, or if they are very eight, nine, or ten. Probably not. But well, maybe it's another sign that we're just that deep. They are deep. And, uh... They're extremely, extremely deep. Mm-hmm. I was in a discussion with uh, friends of the show, Austin Broad and Curtis, mm-hmm. on Twitter yesterday, and we were talking about Peyton Krebs and who could be the ideal line mate for him. And we was all said, okay, maybe like a guy who can really, like a pure goal scorer. And I suggested mm-hmm. Yuri Kulik. Maybe he'd be a good mm-hmm. compliment for Peyton Krebs someday if he's still here. And then we chime in. Hey, what about a line of Peyton Krebs, Yuri Kulik, and Matthew Savoy? What if that's your third line behind those two aforementioned lines of yeah. Skinner, Thompson Tuck, uh, and then the second line of Cousins, Quinn, and Paterka. And then your third line is Krebs at center with Yuri Kulik on the left wing and Savoy on the right wing. Yeah. And then you got all those other prospects, all those other picks coming. I don't want to hear anyone say we can't afford to make a trade. Yeah. See, <laughs> like, right now, though, I'm so – I don't want to trade, like, anybody on – Unless they're not going to trade Krebs. anyone on the roster, right? Right. They're, they're not. It's, right. They're, if they're trading anyone, it's, they're not trading any of those guys on the top two lines. Mm-hmm. They're not trading any of their top three defensemen. They're not trading Levi. Like they're right. their best guys. They're holding on to. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be catastrophic for them to mess this up. Mm-hmm. More even worse than how they messed up the the Eichel core. Mm-hmm. Like, they have really put themselves in a position where it would be impossible to mess this up. Mm-hmm. The way that the, their, their young players are their best players, arguably. And no, I, yeah, Thompson, I think so. Thompson's still a pretty young player. He's, what, 25, 26? He's yeah. still very young. Dowling is still so young. He's a baby. Yeah. Right, Owen Power is 19 years old. Yeah. Um, and he looks fantastic. Samuelson, twenty-two, and yeah, like their their core is young. They're all coming up together, and they look great. Mm-hmm. They just have a few things they just gotta fix. A few things. That's right. And it shouldn't be. And it's not like oh, we need a top line center. Oh, we need a number one defenseman. Mm-mm. Like goal, you need a, a good goalie. But yeah, they um, should hopefully be able to figure it out. But it's not like we're asking too much here. If you like entertaining hockey, high event, high goal scoring, I think the Sabres are that. They've allowed 96 goals this year, which is, it's top 10, let's see here, about, yeah, 7th in the NHL for most goals allowed, but they have a goal differential of of plus 9. That's amazing. They still have a plus goal differential. So it's, the Canucks are... An interesting um, study here. I think they've allowed over ninety-seven goals in a hundred. They've they've scored ninety-seven goals and allowed one hundred six. Wow! So they're another entertaining team. But the you're right. The goaltending and anybody would agree with this. I think it's clearly uh, the biggest issue right now. I mean, like the nine to four win. It's fantastic, but like. Four goals still, and a few of them were stoppable. I would right? say it's all of like, them were stoppable. Now, Lukanen did make some nice saves. He did. He especially did. when they were on the power play, he made that amazing save while he was just sprawled on the ice. Yes. Like, he showed some flashes, but 
just not enough. And I think on the last episode, this was right after the 90s night game where he was lights out. He looked really mm-hmm. good. But ever since then, he has not looked very good. So we can talk about Lukanen really quick here. He's slow. Yeah, I, and he's, his, his positioning is yeah. not very good, too. And I think another friend of the show, uh, Anthony Chandra, tweeted that, that he's just he's, he's very slow in his movements. Like He doesn't have NHL uh, speed, and I, I definitely agree with that. Because I, 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 I kind of noticed that, too, a few games before. And um, I don't know, just his movement, lateral movements, I think they say, uh, it's noticeably um, slower. And I don't. it seemed like the Blue Jackets toward the uh, end of the game yesterday, they were going for, for one-timers a lot. So maybe they thought we can this, take is this, guy's, this guy's lateral mobility. This is this guy's biggest weakness. We're down five goals at the time. Let's go out there and just try testing him. And they might have scored one. I think the line angle actually might have been a one-timer. It did work. And then they tried a few more times. But, uh, no, it's it's going to be this team's biggest Achilles heel because the offense has itself figured out. I don't know. I don't know what led to the offense exploding like this, but uh, um, no. I, I wonder if there will be a point where they just say, screw it, we're going to give these guys a chance to go after or we're going to try and get a goalie in here. They should. They should, and I think both of our opinions have changed on that because like, if this keeps up, listen, they, this, this is not a 25-point team. There's no reason this team should only have yeah. 25 points. That eight-game losing yeah. streak mm-hmm. is going to look terrible at at the end of the year. And I, I and we we talked about early game, you know, early season games too. They matter. Yeah, at, uh, towards <laughs> the the start of this this season. Uh, and if you win just three of those games, well, are they in a playoff spot? Or are they six right now? You're tied for a wild card. If you get that extra point and hold on to beat Tampa. You're in a wild card, I wow. believe. Uh, so, I mean, if you if you win four of those games, you're clearing and whatever you're gonna be a few yeah. points behind Toronto. Tampa, Tampa's in that last wild card right now. They have 31 points. Yeah. Well, so, you look at it. Washington's t- taken a step back. Mm-hmm. Florida has taken a step back. The Rangers have taken a step back. Tampa is not the team that we have seen the last several years. Right. I, was, I think the Sabres are better than Detroit, but Detroit, they have 31 points, so they're there. Really, if you look at it, the only teams that are like the gangbusters of the Eastern Conference right now, they're the Bruins, the Leafs, and the Devils. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you can probably count the Hurricanes in there too, but yes. this is very much up for grabs. And if you look at it from last year's perspective, by now... The top eight teams were very much sad. decided. Yeah. So if they go on a little run here, which is totally possible, they got the Penguins back to back. Then they got the Kings. I'd say these are pretty winnable games. Then they got Arizona again. Colorado is in there too, but they're very much depleted. Mm-hmm. They're they've got a stretch here coming up mm-hmm. where you got some winnable hockey games. So yeah, they can win three, four. If they can win four of their next six games, four of their next five games, something like that, make up ground that you lost in that eight-game losing streak, maybe you can get back into this, but we'll see. And two games against Pittsburgh coming up, a back-to-back. Team that you're chasing. Going to be huge. Uh, you can make up um, 
uh, don't they say these games are like uh, they say they're four point games? Would that be yeah. would this be an eight point stretch right here if you can win both of those mm-hmm. games, uh, get within uh, three points of them? That would be huge. Uh, get your record back to uh, five hundred also. But I I can't stand to look at the standings. It's almost like it's it's laughing in your face. Like twenty five points. That's all they have, and they have one hundred five goals scored and. It does. It, it doesn't reflect uh, what we've seen from them this year, and I think just going out and just getting a stable goalie. I don't know who it would be, but um, I know uh, I know one guy you're a big fan of. Uh, perhaps me not a big fan of, but potential option I think from out west. But uh, if you could just get anybody in there who can play anyone capable, anyone capable that can pl- take on the workload of Lukanen and of Comrie and just keep Anderson on his regular schedule because uh, I think he'd be a great backup in that situation. Um, I don't know. any Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah, the fact that they're number one in goals, they already have over 100 goals, and you're eighth from the bottom of the league is just a joke. So they... I. Ever since Samuelson came back, I, mm-hmm. you look at the record with mm-hmm. and without Matias Samuelson, it's crazy. Yeah. But Henry Yokiharu, ever since he came back from injury, he has looked significantly better next to Owen Power. I really don't have any complaints about him. No. The last handful of games. He looks much improved. Uh, the only real issue is the third pair. Jacob Bryson, he had a couple assists yesterday, but... Mm. On the ice. It would be hard not to, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the ice for a lot of goals against seemingly every game. Lawrence Pilot, too. So they, mm-hmm. they were struggling yesterday. But they can just figure that out. And they have guys on the way, too. You have Ryan Johnson. I think I don't know why it's such a foregone conclusion for everyone on in Sabres fandom who just thinks, oh, this guy's going to walk. But... I think he'll be here. I think he'll play games at the end of the year. But I think he'll be a part of the team next year. They're changing perceptions um, right now that might Absolutely. influence that decision. Absolutely. And at development camp, he was saying, oh, I love the organization. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Am I am I being naive to say I think Johnson's going to sign? But I think people are just being blind to just assume, oh, he's going to walk. Because if you think about it, Ryan Johnson, when he was drafted, there wasn't even a soul in the draft community, nobody thinks, oh, Ryan Johnson is going to be a number one defenseman. No, he's going to be a top-pairing defenseman. In, in a perfect world, Ryan Johnson's on your second pair. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan Johnson's mother would even say, <laughs> Ryan Johnson's not going to be a top-pair defenseman in the NHL. The notion that Johnson's not going to sign just because Power, Samuelson, mm-hmm. and Darlene exist is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it, in theory... It should make the Sabres more of an attractive destination to sign a contract with. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of someone not wanting to sign somewhere because there's competition. This isn't the NFL or, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. These, these guys all think they're good. They all think that they can beat someone else out. And the same thing goes with Eric Portillo. Uh, Ryan Johnson is going to sign. I, I would I would bet on it. I would happily bet on it. He's going to sign, and I think he's going to be a very important player and piece for this team for years to come. But the defense, it's nearly perfect, as we were saying Almost, before. Almost, yeah. They have three studs back there. They just need to get a couple more pieces, and then you're golden. This, It's a real core that they yeah. have now. 
and like and it you could see where the missing pieces are for once. Yes. I can tell you where it is. It's yes. third line center. It's one of the wings on the third line. Mm-hmm. Their fourth line, like Gergensen's a poso, they're gonna be free agents, but I bet they come back mm. if they want to, that is. And I think Tyson Jost has really carved out a nice role as I really the fourth like line him. center. He's been really good, mm-hmm. so I'm happy with him. And then is Yoki Haru Powers partner next year? I don't know, but if he is, he he's been looking okay. Um, and then you just need a bottom pair D pair, and then a goalie. Yeah, which it I I don't want to say it shouldn't be that hard, but they've had an extremely hard time finding <laughs> a goalie for the last several years. But you look, Adams had a deal for Matt Murray. He had yeah, a deal. That's right. And Matt Murray looks really good. So if Matt Murray is here. Where are the Sabres right now? That's right. Then they also have the seventh overall pick, if that's the case, too. Which, mm-hmm. very unfortunate that that trade didn't go through. But It was Murray who, who nixed Mur- it, Yeah, right? Murray yeah. nixed it. The trade was going to happen. Mm-hmm. 16th overall from Murray and 7th overall. With some salary retention. <laughs> that is... Wow. Yeah, good, good for Murray, though. true turn his career around in Toronto. But yeah, good for him. Obviously a better team than Toronto Maple Leafs, but yeah. Who knows what happens. I, I, I really hate to... I, you know, I hate to say I'm excited for the offseason, but I want to now... Well, I'm, I'm kind of trying to bring up uh, who might be the uh, free agent goalies if they were to... It's a pretty dry year. I think Tristan, Tristan Jari is the only one worth... Chasing is he's, he a UFA? Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. I think he's like twenty seven years old, so he he would kind of fit the core. But mm-hmm. again, are they going to want to commit to paying anyone in free agency? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but I really hope that this team changes the mindset and says, "Okay, we got a nice group here. It's time mm-hmm. to reward them." And obviously, they're they have twenty five points. It's not looking great right now, but you can right. see a game like that against the Blue Jackets, who are terrible. The Blue Jackets suck They're really this bad. Year. Yeah. They're a bad team. They're banged up. But you just beat down on a team like that. Mm-hmm. And as we've been saying, the weaknesses are very clear. It would be nice if Kevin Adams and company decide, like, hey, maybe let's get Casey Middlestat and Victor Olofsson out of here, and let's try and improve this team. And there's rumors... We weren't able to record last week, but Jacob Chickern yeah. has been connected to the Sabres, and that, that those rumors kind of died down a little bit. We haven't heard much since those couple days where uh, that chatter had been going around. They at least inquired about him. Yeah, So, and that was going back to the draft, too. There were some whispers back then, too. So they have the pieces, as we were rattling off. Basically, your top two forward lines are set, and you have buckets of prospects along yeah. the way. They can afford to make a trade, where, and they have tons of draft picks for this year. They have four picks in the top 60, so yeah, they'll be fine if they want to toss four decent assets at the Coyotes for Jacob Chikorin. Mm-hmm. And a name, another name, a goalie here. We yes. can segue into that, that has been talked about quite a bit over the last couple of days. Thatcher Demko. Yes, that's who I was. the Vancouver yeah. Canucks. Mm-hmm. Who, he's injured. He has a knee injury, I believe. He'll be out for the next six weeks. So 
-hmm. He wouldn't be immediate, immediate help, but he is a name who he has been good, basically. Uh, He's been a top five goalie the last couple years. Yeah. But this year, for whatever reason, the Canucks being bad is the reason. (laughs) Uh, Not a great year for him. So maybe the Canucks decide to ship him out. His name was brought up by Elliot Friedman the other day, I believe. So, more speculation. I doubt that the Canucks decide to trade him, but they might need to hit the reset button here. And Demko makes $5 million for another three years after this one. So, if you look at it, and I know people are going to say, Devin Levi's the guy. Just put him in. Mm-hmm. Devin Levi, I would bet my house that Devin Levi will not be on the Buffalo Sabres opening night roster next year, barring an injury. Yeah. Um, they're going to put him in Rochester. They're going to want him to get the games. Look at their approach with Ugo Pekalukunen. They didn't give him a chance until uh, Dowling fell on Eric Comrie's leg. Like They're not, He's. They're going to take their time with him and make sure he's ready. Yeah. And it would be a disservice to Devin Levi if they didn't do this. <laughs> if they got a guy like Demko, he'd be the perfect... Addition. He's not super old. He's, what, 26, 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Fits in. His cap hit is reasonable. And it's, a, I think, three years after this year. Mm-hmm. So, year one of Demko and Buffalo, assuming this is an off-season trade, because this is the kind of deal that would normally happen in right. the off-season. It's Demko's your starter. Eric Comrie's your backup. That's year one. Levi's in Rochester. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, someone else is backing him up. Whatever. doesn't matter. Then, in theory, Levi has a good year in Rochester. He, Comrie goes to free agency. And then the year after that, it's Demko is the starter, Levi's the backup. Mm-hmm. Levi gets like 15, 20 games, something like that. Then the year after that, tandem, 50 50 split. Yeah. And then the year after that, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Demko Levi's the guy. Yeah. Uh, ease him into it. Uh, noteworthy goalie news, by the way, too. I think uh, we should mention Kel Pearson waived. being waived by the Kings. He's making five. Is he? Ma- he's making five making million. Five also, million. right? Yeah. So, and the Kings are another team near the top of the league. Uh, another team at the top of uh, the goal scoring uh, numbers too. So uh, it's kind of neat to see Jonathan Quick get a third act, maybe or the <laughs> second or third act. Yeah, do considering. they bring him back? Because he, he's going to be a free agent, too. Right, so, so. John, Jonathan Quick and uh, Semyon Varlamov and Frederick Anderson might be the uh, most attractive options. Outside of Jari. Right. Uh, so, uh, And Ilya Samsonov is also going to be available, but I don't know if they we'll want to yeah, take a shot at him. But uh, no surprising there, because uh, he was so good prior to getting that contract, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, I don't know. Ever everything, since. Everything just, uh, <laughs> depending on you look at it, looking up for the Sabres, I guess. Uh, the guy who scorned you is uh, getting sent down right. now. And I, uh, yeah, so. Uh, I wonder if you see the Kings try and make a big splash in that, especially considering they'll probably want to get rid of. Yeah. Well, here's a hypothetical for you. Would you take... Tyler Myers' contract on if it meant getting Demko at not a ridiculous ask? I would. Or Oliver Ekman Larson. Some, something like that. You take like a horrendous contract 
So Myers is a uh, cap hit of six million. He might have like one year left after this year, but point stands. Would would you do something like that? He's a right shot deep man. Uh, I think I would, because those those contracts teams have ways of sorting it out all the time, right? right. The cap doesn't really exist. You can ask, you know, like they 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 find a way to, to sort it out. I think so. And you're we're talking about a team who, if they have any problems at all, salary cap is not one of them. They have right. tons right. of flexibility. They can do whatever they want and still have fifteen million in cap space. Right, uh, and it would be fun to see Tyler Myers back. Yeah, on that would just be really neat. I'd like he was my favorite player uh, back then, but um, I, I'd love that trade. Actually, it would be like the Pominville trade. Yeah, something something <laughs> like that where because obviously I don't think they're going to want to give up a first round pick for a goalie. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the ask would be. And they I have be. no idea. But right. Demko, they would. This would be more of a buying low kind of deal. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think it would cost a second round pick. It's probably going to be like mm-hmm. you're taking a player, a pick, and a prospect, something like that. And that and that is what's so difficult is like, yes, they they should make a trade for a goalie this year. I think, but it's so difficult because what do you have to give up for? Uh, Let's. Let's do a little deal or no deal here. Okay. Uko Pekalukinen. Yeah. Uh, their highest second-round pick. Let's say the Flyers' second-round pick. Okay. From the Ristolainen trade. And Casey Middlestat mm-hmm. for Tyler Myers and Demko. Something like that. That feels a little light. Maybe there's another pick or prospect in there, too. We'd probably have to add something onto that, but I'd do it. So, like, that's the foundation of the trade. Okay. Yeah. You take a negative asset in Tyler Myers. Yeah. You get your starting goalie in Demko. Mm-hmm. And you give up Middlestat, who you can play down the middle for the Canucks. Right. Change of scenery type of deal. Uh, high second-round pick, probably. Right. So, we're to the Canucks five, in that Top matter. five second-round pick. Yeah. Maybe they give him, like, a third-round pick or something like that. Maybe another second. I don't know. Yeah. And then, what What else? That Lukanen. Yeah. So it would give them a couple of perhaps reclamation projects at that point. And they're going to be clearing house, it sounds like, like with all of their guys. So um, it would give those guys a chance to play higher up in the lineup, right? I think. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely do that. Hell, I mean, I'd probably do anything beyond a first-round pick and a top prospect to get a goalie in here. <laughs> Just, so... <laughs> Would you trade their, uh, their 2024 first-round pick for Demko one-for-one? One? No. No? Okay. No. No. Too unpredictable. Yeah, you never know. All right, like, you know, if you're if you're going to take a gamble, especially the team that might be rebuilding, keep it a little lower than that. First-round pick for any goalie is too much. Yes, they they need to learn their lesson from the past. But mm-hmm. yeah, like we talked about Matt Murray before. Do they decide to do something like that again, where you mm-hmm. take on? I don't want to say Cal Peterson, but like, do they look at a guy like Cal Peterson and say, okay, mm-hmm. now they're Kevin Adams' mo has been we want guys who want to be here, so he's not right. gonna. This example might not be a good one, especially considering Peterson told the Sabers to kick rocks, but. Yeah. Do they look at a guy who he's kind of young, making a little bit of money, mm-hmm. and the team wants to get rid of him, mm-hmm. and, hey, let's take another asset 
take this guy on for pennies and yep. then take that asset and flip it for something else to fix our third line forward group. Get another bottom pair defenseman. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. There's so much I think do. yeah, it's so it's clearly it's 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 in the realm of possibility because yeah, they try doing it already, so I think that that's probably what they're looking for right now, if anything. Mm-hmm. I know uh that was an off season uh type thing, but I think that's something uh, Adams is clearly interested in. Yeah, because you don't want goaltending to sink you here, especially like, right. they've gotten themselves back in a position where they could still make it. Mm-hmm. It's, is it likely? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But they've put themselves back in a position where it's not impossible. Six, right. po- like when you're six points out, it's very reasonable to think that it's possible. Right now, when you start to get ten points out, that becomes a challenge. Yes. Yeah. So you do gotta kind of keep it rolling. Um, you don't want Uko Pekalukunen to cost you a playoff spot. You don't right. want to go... <laughs> we don't want to be sitting here at the end of the season saying, man, if they just would have gotten a mm-hmm. real goalie mm-hmm. or those injuries didn't happen, if they didn't lose those eight games in a row, yeah. we'd be talking about playoffs for the first time in 12 years. Yeah. Something like that. Like You don't want that to happen. Mm-mm. So... It's gonna be very. It's gonna be an interesting discussion for uh, until March when the trade deadline comes along. Yes, I want to touch back on Chikrin really quick. All right, what would you be willing to give up for Chikrin? Because the apparent ask is two first round picks or first oh. round equivalent right prospects or players, a roster player, and something else probably. Yeah, I think they're looking for three. Jeff Merrick always says the the Brent Burns trade from the Minnesota Wild when mm-hmm. Burns got traded to the Sharks, which was Charlie Coyle, mm-hmm. Devin Setaguchi, and I think a first round pick. Okay, so something along those lines. Would you give that up? I don't know because like I haven't watched many Coyotes games. Who has Chickering totally Ever so since like... he came back from the injury, he's been really good. Yeah, he's scoring goals. He's logging mm-hmm. a lot of minutes. Is this, he's a left shot D, but is he the, do they put Owen Power on the right side? Maybe that's not the best idea to put right. a young kid on the right side. But I I always say this, I have no problem putting a left shot defenseman on the right side. These yep. guys are elite athletes. There's no they can reason make it work. to think that, like, when even when you watch Samuelson and Darlene together, right. they're all over the place. No one's <clears throat> specifically on one side at all times. Right. right. So that doesn't scare me. So if they think Chikorin would be a great pair partner for Owen Power, yeah. and they think that you rotate Yoki Haru down, and maybe Ryan Johnson's there next year, yeah, and your decor looks like Samuelson, Darlene, Power, Chikorin, Johnson, Yoki Haru, they're making the playoffs next year if that's your decor, and they get a goalie, mm-hmm. and they get rid of Middlestat and, and Olafson and. Upgrade yeah. that. Yeah, then I think the expectation is is definitely playoffs. So that. I'm trying to think of an equivalent trade package. Right. So you got Jacob Schicker. Would you include uh, Rosine in there? I probably would. I, yeah. I, I think seeing what he's doing in Rochester this mm-hmm. year, I'm a little more reluctant to give him up mm-hmm. now. But if that's what it takes to... Yeah. Like, you're getting a legitimately really good, young, top-four defenseman who he's making sub-$4 million, mm-hmm. a little bit over $4 million, and he's got 
two more years on his contract after this year. So that's very affordable. Yeah. That's what Matias Samuelson's making right now, basically. So you're not like, – it gives you flexibility. <laughs> you're saving money, I guess you can say. Right. Another bargain contract. I would do it. What's the what's the price? It, it, Rosine or Osland? Yeah, a first a twenty twenty four first round pick, and then another piece or two. Like that's what we're talking here. I have a feeling he's gonna go for um, more than it's expected, though. I don't know because it, it seems like the Coyotes are just really holding out for that price, and obviously the injury yeah. kind of held things back. I feel like he's going to get traded in the offseason because they're going to wait and they're going to think, oh man, we really backed ourselves in a corner here. Yeah. I don't know. I think if teams were willing to give up the four first round assets that the Coyotes were originally asking for, it would have happened already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, it has kind of dragged out um, a while now, but I, that's the thing though with 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 the Sabres front office is that uh, I think they're they're more they're more patient around these things, right? I mean, if the deal, I respect if the, it. Yeah, I do too. If the <laughs> deal isn't right, then I don't think they're gonna. They're certainly not gonna gamble uh, any assets because they've made good on what they've had mm-hmm. these last few years. I'll tell you, the twenty twenty three first round picks we're talking trade. I would not trade it. No, not with houses for shaping anything. up. Mm-hmm. I would. I think it's a priority for this team to. Mm-hmm. Go after Chikrin. I'm a big fan of his. I, and you look at the Pagula connection too. We know this guy likes to meddle into things. Oh yeah, this has been the, this has been the track record. Don't for they many both years now. live? They were neighbors, literal neighbors. I think like, they were okay. literal neighbors. Okay. Ch- Chikrin went to high school with the Pagula kids. Okay, there's connections here. There's yeah. a reason that there's speculation and this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, I I I hadn't read too much into that, but I was wondering if they just lived in the same cul-de-sac or if yeah, they're, you know uh, they're actually friendly, hung on each other's uh, boats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they they were neighbors. So I'm reading into that. I think they're, yeah, I think they're real players into this. Especially there's a connection there. If they keep winning here, mm-hmm. and if they're if they squeak into a playoff spot, if they're close at trade deadline. This is like kind of when the Bills broke the drought. When yeah. they, <laughs> yeah. this is Calvin Benjamin we're talking yes. about here. But <laughs> you gotta throw your team a bone. Yes, at some point you have to go for yeah, it. Yeah, you, you can't keep th- this endless cycle of rebuilding right over and over. You gotta show them you believe in them, and they clearly do. Yeah, and it's time to show them. I think most people would. Rather a goalie though than than Chekrin at this oh, for, yeah. for this season. Obviously, yeah. if if I had to pick between the two, I think I would pick Demko. Yeah, because I think they can they can survive, mm-hmm. assuming their de- their defense is healthy. Because we saw when Labushkin, mm-hmm. Yoki Haru, and Samuelson were all out, it was a wasteland back mm-hmm. there. But that's the thing. If Darlene gets hurt tomorrow, Darlene. Tears his ACL in practice tomorrow. Not on right. wood. Right. Um, your season's over, mm-hmm. to be frank. <laughs> um, but yeah. if you don't get a goal, your season's over too. Yeah, because, I mean, even with those three uh, incredible defen- defensemen back there, they can, like, yeah, they're still giving up yeah. uh, four goals per game. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't think one extra defenseman. But they can score them themselves out of it. That's right. That but that that's what scares me though. It's like I mean, listen, they've done it enough where yes, they can keep doing it. Yeah, but what happens but, when these guys hit a rut if it happens? Yeah, you can't. You like it's. I don't want to count on that. I don't want to put that pressure on them. Maybe it's good for them. Maybe it's mm-hmm. motivation. Maybe maybe it makes it fun for the guys too, and lets them kind of be themselves, which we know is such a big deal with the team. Uh, but I don't want to count on shooting yourself out of holes uh, all season long because eventually, I mean, you do need a goalie to steal you a game. And yes. uh, they is that even happening? They have happened not this year, except for Comrie a few times. That's it. in the beginning. Yeah, in the very he beginning. Had the, the forty yeah. save mm-hmm. performances out west. But that's it. Uh, but it's made for some exciting games. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, they're excited. Yes, you. Yes. A, any reasonable person mm-hmm. who has been a Sabres fan for the last ten years, yeah, you look at a team at like the twenty nineteen Sabres, and you look at the twenty twenty two Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. It's night and day. You can't it say, is. "Oh, it's the same old thing." No, they're different. Even even though their place in the standings mm-hmm. very similar. But they look better. You can tell right. that they're trending something in the has, right uh, direction. Something has changed. Yes. Uh, the, the culture's changed. And now, one thing I've noticed is they're so good this year in transition. Mm-hmm. I, I think of the term counterattack. They're amazing at counterattacking. That's it's getting up the ice. That's and having good puck-moving defensemen. Yeah. Guys who can skate. Mm-hmm. Goal scorers, finally. Right. For the love of God, they have goal scorers. Guys who can pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's a big deal to me also. Yeah, so hopefully they can keep this up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I'm all in. Um, they've got the pieces. Yes. I, I say it every week, every episode. Mm-hmm. They, thir- they have 30, 3-0 draft picks in a three-year span. Multiple high picks. First round picks, second round picks. A few of those are expendable. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like your core is here. Yeah, it's this isn't like oh well, just wait around when this guy makes the team. Yeah, or yeah. this guy makes the team. Like no, they're here. They're here and they're good. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think we can finally settle on that too. You know, like I was kind of bandying back and forth like between. They've, they've, or like the young core has arrived, and then mm-hmm. also between what the hell are they doing? But you know, they've, they've, they've shown enough uh, where it's kind of solidified that, uh, you know, this is what they are. So you aren't going to hear from me anymore. <laughs> Maybe they aren't really that good. No, I think it's changed. The song has changed here. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but that, maybe they'll make it interesting. Heck. Maybe Uko Pekalukinen puts them in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Perhaps. <laughs> you never know. And that would just be the cherry on top. I, I do think they're they're going to make it interesting um, for other teams. They're going to be a nightmare to play against yeah, and that's later the in the season. If you're not going to make the playoffs, be hard to play against. Mm-hmm. Make it interesting. Score goals. Be entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Have another good stretch down the end of the season. Yeah. Don't roll over and die like... The, this mm-hmm. the Sabers teams have passed from March on. Right, that's the key. Uh, but I think they're a playoff team next year. You, if they can't address these core issues that they have, yes, and they're clear and identifiable issues. Yeah. And it's you don't not have to do like, much digging. It's not like the 
several years here mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, they have Eichel and they have Reinhardt and they have Darlene. Mm-hmm. Now fill in the rest of the gaps. No, they there's five players they need to replace. Yeah. Which it's not like you need to replace 12. So. <laughs> right, yeah. So they, they – and they finally have the right pieces in place uh, in the front office too, I think, to, um, to yeah. get it done. They have sharp mm-hmm. – Sharp, Sharp minds. minds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. Uh, man, I'm happy we could do a, a positive episode again. Yes. If we did one last week on uh, our week off, it probably would not have been very positive. Right. It would be hard to be negative after a mm-hmm. nine Because there was a Tampa win. game in between there, I think. Right? Yeah. What the, yeah. Six to five or something crazy. Six five. Like and yeah. you had the 5-3 lead with five minutes ago. That was horrible. That was a horrible one, and that's another well, point. Hey, they they got overtime. But... They've got overtime points. You're right. We, You're right. we talked about this on the last episode. They weren't getting loser points, and yeah. now they finally have been getting them, which good. Yeah, take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, no big stretch coming up here. Uh, the Colorado game was fun too. Yes, uh, would have been nice to win, uh, but there was other things going on that day in Buffalo. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't Got watch a bit much of consolation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, but uh, they had a two-one lead at one point, and so even then they played Colorado close. That's when they still had McKinnon in Based their lineup. Next week, I believe. Yeah, uh, that's right. The second Western road trip mm-hmm. begins. So, so you'll match up with LA, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, Maybe they the can second score Anaheim. nine goals on Cal Peters. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe the second Anaheim uh, game is in there. Wonder if we face uh, Phoenix Copley uh, for LA, but. Or if they throw the backup at us, which has been the case for most of the games this year, right? But I think teams are going to start seeing the offense we create, and maybe they'll start changing. I mean, I don't care either way. If you're beating backups, you're still winning games. Yeah, if you're what, every if team you're, faces backups, it's it's a stupid argument. If you lose the backups, then what are you going to be saying? So it's a mm-hmm. null and void argument anyway. But uh, no, love those West Coast trips and um, Sabers after dark. That's right, Sabers after dark. Returning mm-hmm. some prospect discussion. Uh, mm-hmm. World Juniors are coming up. Yes. Matthew Savoy not invited to the Team Canada yeah, big... selection camp, which kind of a surprise, but he's mm-hmm. not having the lights-out year that you would have imagined. The Winnipeg Ice are a very good team, and mm-hmm. he, he's not, he hasn't taken that step. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't I haven't gotten the CHL package yet. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. waiting to for when it goes on sale in yes. a couple weeks uh, to get it at a cheaper rate. But So I haven't watched uh, Winnipeg yet. Uh-huh. So, I know that Zach Benson has been lights out, but I I could have told you last year. Yeah, Zach Benson is the superior of their three elite forward prospects. I think he Benson's going to go top five this year. I think I would rather have Benson than Savoy, and I love Matthew Savoy. That's the thing too. It's like I imagine Canada has a pretty loaded crop of very much young players. Yes, right now, and they do have some guys that are like okay. You would think that. Right, Savoy would be there. Yeah, but maybe their thinking was okay. Savoy is going to be on the third or fourth line, and mm-hmm. we don't want this kind of guy on our third or fourth line. Yeah. Which you know, I guess that's understandable because mm-hmm. they have Shane Wright coming, Bedard is coming, Fantilli, yeah. who has been phenomenal as a freshman at University of Michigan, he's mm-hmm. coming. So like, that's your top line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have just. A phenomenal crop of talent. Canada's probably the favorite to win this year. Which yeah, so they are it, most it's, years. So. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, it, obviously you would like him to be at the camp, but right. I think he was 
a very late cut here, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think I was expecting a lot of people to be like, "Oh, the sky is falling." They made the wrong pick. Yada yada yada. But actually, pretty similar opinions to what we have. Not the end of the world. Yeah. Hopefully, he uses it as motivation and mm-hmm. he just lights up the WHL from here on yeah. out. But. Also, one one tournament is not going to. Yes, yeah. It's, it's just, what seven games. Yeah. Like I, I'm not concerned yeah. at all. I still think Savoy is going to be a great yeah. player. It's like an All Star game. There's great players who don't make the NHL All Star game, or yeah. don't, you know, there's don't get named to the mm-hmm. All NHL team at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, for Sweden, Isaac Rose, Rosine mm-hmm. and Noah Osland will mm-hmm. be playing for them. I'm assuming you're. I haven't seen it or not, but Yuri Kulik, I would imagine, is. I believe I saw his name. Republic. So there's a good Sabres presence there still. There's still reason to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys who would. Uh, Viljami Mariala maybe mm-hmm. goes for Finland, but who knows there? I'm trying to think of some other guy. Oh, Topias Leinenen, the goalie prospect probably yes. for Finland too. So we'll Forgotten. see how he does. He's yeah. playing pretty well in the junior league. Mm-hmm. Not so much at the men's level, but mm-hmm. at, at 18, 19 years old, you would expect him to not do so hot against the pros. Yeah. But yeah. Asking a lot. Mm-hmm. Are we missing anything? I don't think so. Um, Sabres have won, they've, they've scored a lot of goals, and uh, they've, uh, they've won a few games. Yes. Uh, we can... Get into the questions, questions now. Yes. And everybody, thank you so much for um, yeah, listening all season long, too. Absolutely. Uh, we do appreciate it. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for uh If people weren't listening, support. we wouldn't be doing That's this. That's right. We'd have no reason to. So you are all the uh, reason why we uh, do this every week, and uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Start a long way. Uh, okay. Uh, first question. Buffalo sports fan, 35. How how can the line with Casey Mills and Victor Olofsson get it going in a more positive direction at 5-on-5? Five five? They've I, tried everything. They've tried because... They've really tried everything. I think the the key is probably break them up at some point. Yeah, like... It's just not working. This has been the thing with Olofsson his entire career in Buffalo now. is, is He can't five, play 5-on-5, five five, five right? Five, right? And I think now now that things are a little more stable on the top six, I think it's it's okay to acknowledge that. Now I feel a little more comfortable. And he's not the threat on the power play anymore. Right. He used to be. Right. So I don't want to say he's useless, but... Because you have Tage Thompson there who's burying a goal game on the power play yes. from from his office. So I, I, I really don't know. I don't yeah, think... Victor Olsson was evicted from that office. Yeah. Tage, Tage Thompson <laughs> yeah, there's a new tenant there. took all his name mm-hmm. tags and pens and yeah. threw it right out the window. <laughs> they, they they put up a new wall. They completely <laughs> they completely redesigned that, that floor of the office. Uh, no, I mean, that, yeah, that's... I mean, that's... That's the thing, too. Like, he's been taken out... As a factor, too, yeah. on the power play, too. The uh, thing is, when Victor Olofsson is on, he's really good. But yes. when he's not on, he's really, really, really bad. He's a pure goal scorer. Yeah, like, there's no other way does. to put it. Uh, I am so bipolar on Victor Olofsson. It's just... I'm like that with Middlestat. 
Yeah, both of them, really. Yeah. when they're both, when they're playing well, they're like, oh, okay, maybe this guy can stay along. Listen, but when they're not, they're, it's just really bad. I think maybe the answer is there's just nothing you can do, and this is just what they are. What did they try? They tried Krebs with them, didn't work. Right. They tried Jost with them, wasn't as bad, but mm-hmm. didn't work. Uh, what else? Do they, what else do they have to try here? Right. Like you're not putting cousins with them. Why? They yeah. have no reason. There might just to break up those top two lines. There might just be no more to tap into with these guys. Yes. Like this, this might just be uh, what they are. I love this question. It's a very good question too because it makes me think. But it's. I mean, this this might just be what they are. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't think. I think you can put cousins with them, and I mm-hmm. think you're gonna get similar results. Yeah. Like maybe it fixes it a little bit, but I don't. But think... I don't want to break cousins away the, from yeah, the other guys. It's not worth it. The good that you're doing by maybe fixing those two guys by putting mm-hmm. cousins or Thompson with them, yep, is not it, like the benefit of having that happen does not outweigh messing up what you have going right, right. now. So at this point. It would have to be like a trade, or you get like a really good third line center, or right. something like that. But yeah, I don't think there's anything that can fix this. Right, there's not much more that uh, they can do. They've 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 tried putting those guys everywhere. Oh, we got another Casey Middlestat line question. Ooh, okay. Thank you for that, Buffalo Sports Fan Thirty Five. And another question from Zach. He asks. Why does the middle stat line get so much ice time, and why does <laughs> not a single reporter ask about how poorly that line continues to play, regardless of who they play with? Maybe part of it's just that Granado's a really nice guy, and they don't want to challenge him. Granado really likes Casey Middlestead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. Like, well, I but... think like maybe because the team is all about speed. You can't play the fourth line. More than him, you can't play Opozo and, and Gergensen's more than than the middle stat line because it keeps the pace up mm-hmm. of the game. It, it 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 matches more to your tempo. I think it it it's all about the uh, the flow of your game and keeping the other team uh, on their toes a bit. I'm so sick of they score a goal. And That's they, my they non-hockey. Put, yeah, they put the middle stat line out there with Bryson too, and then uh, they just immediately give up a goal. It's a black it's hole. Happened. Yeah, they're a black hole out there. Yeah, um, it's it's time to move on. Yes, I would appreciate if someone would ask that question mm-hmm. uh, to the people who matter. I think yeah, I, I my answer I think it's probably just has to do with he has skill and uh, they probably just want to keep that flow going. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, thank you for that, Zach. Next question from Steven. Other than Jacob Chikorin, who would your ideal defenseman mm. acquisition be to ease the pressure on the big three? I have thought on this like since last night when that question came in, but I have not been able to come up um, with an answer. Mm. Preferably it would be a right shot defenseman. Yes, I was trying to think of uh, right shot guys. I think mine would be Adam Larson. Okay. From the Seattle Kraken, but the Kraken are like good all right. of a sudden, so obviously they're not going to trade him. Yeah, um, that's the challenging part too. Is all it seems to think of. It's just a weird let's season. Look the, let's look at the bottom of the standings. It's a weird season. What about Connor Murphy from the Blackhawks? 
That he, could be he, one. Yeah, he would be... It would have to be someone like that. Someone, yeah. Um, I think Connor Murphy would be the, the realistic option. Let me take a look. Uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm venturing into a dark place looking at Anaheim because they have nobody on this roster. Yeah, I think if we're talking realistic targets, I think Connor Murphy might be the guy. Yeah. Someone like that. Uh, trying to bring up... And Murphy just signed an extension too. I think he's make four four more years on that deal, and he's he's a good veteran too. I think twenty eight, twenty nine years old. Do one more here. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I bring up San Jose. Eric Carlson. <laughs> right, his name is in Vancouver. Wow, it seems like if anything, uh, a reunion in Ottawa uh, might be in store. Ooh, that okay. Sounds, I saw uh, Edmonton for Carlson really? the other day. I had not heard that one. I've been seeing Ottawa like. Uh, as the uh, the primary one, uh, is you bring that up? Yeah, I, I like I like a guy like um, like Murphy. Yeah, that's okay. We'll we'll go yeah. with Murphy. Connor yeah, Murphy we'll is go, our guy. We'll we'll agree on that. Uh, friend of the show, Derek Kramer. Yeah. Question. Cue the music. <laughs> oh, Who is fun. this week's booty of the booty cheek of the week, and why is it Mike Harrington? <sighs> now we don't typically like to uh, poo poo on. Uh, reporters who cover the Buffalo Sabers. Yes, but I'm not. Man, gonna... oh man! Uh, if so, we're not going to get into it much, but uh, a very well deserved booty cheek of the week by Mr. Mike Harrington of the Buffalo News, going on a media on media crime spree with yeah, it was a Chad weird... uh, I would say uncalled for. Yeah. Uh, it was a strange... Chad. Was, Chad was just trying to have a good discussion with him. Yes, and Mike just was not having it, and I think very bad taste. Uh, yeah, calling what I want to know the exact word that he called him. Um, See, I I I only know the, uh, the irrelevant. irrelevant calling Chad irrelevant with the okay. the work that he puts in. Oh jeez, on his site oh, and geez. all the content that he brings. Oh jeez. Uh, Come on. I know. Uh, (laughs) Come on. Well, I can use this as an opportunity to uh, complain about John Tortorella and how miserable he is. (laughs) Has he ever been a booty cheek? No. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you don't have to be the booty cheek of the week when you're the booty cheek of the century. But (laughs) I have another suggestion for booty cheek. I'm I'm just, I'm sick of the guy's shtick. You know, being mean to the media, being big Mr. Tough Guy, it's quit it. I'm tired of it. Who's yours? Uh, Rick Tockett. Really? Yes. Oh, why? What did did you do? see how he responded to the Connor Bedard question yesterday? Oh no, I had it. I had it. Um, I had the, the sound turned off mostly. On oh the my game, god! But you, like you can just tell like, he had no. He's yeah. never like he barely even heard of <laughs> Connor Bedard. He was like, I think the question was, oh, would you pick him first overall? And he's like, oh, I can't, I can't say because I, I haven't watched him play. He's too small. Yeah. Yada yada. Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Come on, this guy's at like two points a game in the WHL, but he's five nine. Oh, you can't, can't. Listen, I'd Tockett rather have a big played, defenseman. He played in a time when size was king, and he's an old head. Okay, we we know this. He's a booty cheek of the week. That's what he is. <laughs> so we had uh, three booty cheeks. Yes, <laughs> that's a bribe. Booty cheek. Get that checked out. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Derek. I yes. love you. Thank you, Derek. I'll uh, see you. Uh, I'll see you Sunday. Next question from 
friend of the show, Tim, if there's an injury and they need to call up an Amherst player, is Bjork an automatic call-up, or should they bring up someone like Brett Murray or Brandon Byro? I don't see them bringing up Isaac Rosine or Yuri Kulik, especially since they're going to the World Juniors. Yeah, I think Bjork is probably the safe answer there. Uh, I would like to see Byro get into the lineup. Um, Murray, it would depend. Like Murray's on who goes hot out. right now. Murray's hot right yeah, now. Yeah, like uh, I know when Opozo went down, did they call up? Um, was it Bjork that came up when I think Opozo, Sh- or did Shea they just plug and, in? and Bjork were right. the two, the only guys who have been called up Shea so far. Right. But Shahan is no longer in the organization. Contract terminated. Right. So I forgot to mention that it's it's unfortunate, but I don't really know where. Brett the Threat Murray, as I call him, would uh, <laughs> figure in this lineup. I think you bring up a good point. I think it depends on who goes down. Yes. If Jeff Skinner goes down, I think that you're bringing up Brandon Byro. Yeah, you want someone who can match yeah. the play style, if, I think, and plug if, in. If um, Gergensen's goes down, I think you're bringing up a guy like Brett Murray. Yes, yes. At this point, I've seen enough of Andres Bjork Yeah. where just quit he it. doesn't really offer anything Let him go to the Swedish substance. League and just get yeah. out of our hair. We all it's inevitable. Yeah, I think it depends. I think if a guy in the bottom six goes down, you bring up Brett Murray and you mm-hmm. see what he can do because he has he's had a pretty solid year. Yeah. He's thriving right now. So good question, Tim. Yes, thank you. Uh Connor Hellwig asks Chasing trade targets. How about Carl Vamelka, twenty six years old, having oh. a decent year? Oh. You know my opinions on uh Carl Vamelka. I, I love him. It's, uh, it's he unfortunate. Su- he suggests Eric Comrie and Vegas' second-round pick. I do think that gets it done. I agree with you. I don't know if he would be the kind of guy that I would be after, but I th- there's no doubt he would be an upgrade over what they have. He would be an upgrade this year, and I think he is the kind of guy who could be your backup um, eventually one day, too, if you want to keep him around a little longer and yeah. then bring another guy, too. I think <clears throat> Vemelka is an automatic um Improvement. My yes. opinion, if you're making a trade for a goalie, Uko Pekalukin has to be in the trade. Mm-hmm. Because if you bring in another guy, it's just you got too many cooks in the kitchen at that point. Because you automatically have... Like, they're not trading Anderson. They're probably not trading Comrie. So then you would have this mystery goalie, those other two guys, Lukanen, Levi. Like yeah. There's just too many guys. So I think if you're any trade for a goalie... Uko Pekka it has to be in the trade. Uh, Vimelka this year, 9-12 save percentage. That's very good for It's this very year. good. And rounded down because it's very close. Three goals against. But I'm sure that's On better a than... terrible Coyotes team. Correct. Also. So, uh, and I'm a... I've been singing this guy's praises since last season, I think. Yeah, show. when we went to that Coyotes mm-hmm. game and he was just amazing. That's right. Hey, listen. How long have I been saying... How about you explore options overseas for 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 a goalie, and mm-hmm. maybe there's not that many. Arvid but... Soderblom, yeah, another guy. He was that the Swedish goalie putting up good numbers, uh-huh. and then another Chicago guy. signed him, and now he's in the NHL. I'm just saying it's it's an option, and it hasn't been used yet by this team. Mm-hmm. Just just look. NJR three, thank you for that question, Connor. NJR three asks over or under 106 and a half miles per hour for Tage Thompson in the hardest shot competition at the oh, All Star game. I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna he, say over. He's too. cranking 100 miles per hour like in pressure situations yeah. with no time to react or very little time to react. Right? If you're pumping 100 mile per hour shots, uh, when you have probably half a second or less to react on. A, a one-timer on a With power a play. With up to yes. approaching the puck. Yeah. yeah. He's, I'm you, hitting the over. 
you give them it's 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 like um it's like a kicker in football like you know uh, Justin Tucker he can kick it's impressive he can kick sixty five yarders uh, with with a defense coming at him but if yeah. you gave him a chance to free kick he'd probably kick an eighty yard field goal oh yeah you know so uh, with it's a good point n- with no pressure. Uh, do they give him a wind up? I think they, they give him a little bit of a room to skate up too yeah, and slap they it right. Skate so, up, yeah. uh, I think Tage can absolutely uh, crank it past well, that foregone conclusion. He's going to the All Star game. Yes, nothing. Even, can even stop if Darlene mm-hmm. is going to, which I would, ima- I imagine both of them are going. They, I think, yeah, you cannot keep Tage Thompson out of it. Mm-hmm. Even well, Austin even Matthews, if, even if he's so. a like the last shot vote. Like I think he's yeah. getting in. I think well, the, people, the other... casual fan is starting to realize who takes exactly, is. exactly. And when you score uh, five goals on national television, that mm-hmm. only I thought I saw the ratings only like two hundred thousand people watched yesterday, but still, it opens eyes when uh, yeah. you do that on national television. But great question. That's um... uh, last question from that guy. Mm-hmm. If Thompson wasn't tearing it up, who would be the top guy in the team? It's Darlene. Gotta be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Forward-wise, though, I think it could be... I think Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking maybe Tuck would be the other option, but um, Cousins, I think, has been the second best uh, forward on the team. Unheralded. Absolutely. Unheralded. Especially the last couple yes. weeks. Thank you, that Absolutely. guy, for that question. And now, yeah. speaking of that guy... Yeah, <laughs> excellent Luke segue. Has the guy of the week. I do. It's a name that just... Popped in my head because I heard a name that sounded like his the other day watching a game, and uh, I remembered him. Uh, Brett Lebda. Oh, remember him? That is defenseman. A, that is a certified guy that we think he played about four hundred games uh, in the NHL. Uh, I remember him as a Red Wing primarily. I think he won a cup with them. Um, but I really have nothing much to say about, <laughs> about him. Uh, he was also a Blue Jacket. Uh, yep, he won a cup with the Red Wings. That's right. But uh, Brett Lebda, he was he was a guy on those um, on those Red Wings teams. He was a face that you'd, you'd hear his name a lot. They were in the playoffs a lot when he was there. He's from Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, good American boy. Uh, I want to see what he's up to now. He's forty years old, so I guess we can just see where he last played. Twenty. Okay, he last played in twelve thirteen with the Rockford Ice Hogs and the Binghamton Senators. Last NHL stop was 11-12 with Columbus. Hmm. But, Brett uh, Lebda. Brett Lebda. I don't know if any of our listeners have any memories of him. I do not have a favorite he Brett was Lebda memory. just a guy. I think the one thing that we have really hit on with all of these segments is that, like, these are literally just guys who we can... The first thing you think of is he was a guy on this team yeah. for a little while. Uh, but he played a couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> like really, that's all you can say. Just the most unremarkable defenseman. Uh, <laughs> see if I can find his career stats here to round out the. Uh, this has to be the first Brett Lebda reference on this show, right? Oh, one hundred percent. He was a career plus sixteen for whatever that's worth. Three hundred ninety-seven <laughs> games over seven years. Um. Again, a mainstay with Detroit. Went to the Cup twice with Detroit. Good for him. Good for him. And uh, 76 points in his career. So he was Brett Lebda. 
That's all. And I Brett Lebda is yeah. a guy of the week. If you have yeah. nothing else, I think I want to know what people here. think about the segment because I think it's fun. I love coming oh, up. I love guys. I, I want to know if we're jogging people's memories, <laughs> and I want our I want listeners to maybe let suggest us know your own guy of the week. If you ever met any of these guys, tell us that they're cool or not. Um, maybe you know something. Maybe they're a friend of the family or something, and they own a car Brett dealership. Lebda's cousin actually listens to this show. Yeah, yeah. See, I actually. Uh, Every summer I go up to my cottage and Brett Lebda is my neighbor at the cottage up, <laughs> up on the waterfront. I don't know. Let us let us know. If, uh, let us know. Yeah. All right. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Hopefully we'll have another episode talking some more wins and more goals. Uh, another fun episode of the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter as well. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast too. Leave us a rating too. Yeah, preferably we, five stars. We don't know if Twitter is going to exist. Week, so, <laughs> yeah, so just make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a rating. Yeah, only leave a rating if it's positive. <laughs> if course. you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Yeah, the golden rule. All right. Yes. As always, we appreciate you for listening. We'll see you next week.